Welcome everyone. This is our session four of Talk with TT and I'm really delighted to have uh, one of our uh, leadership team. Uh, John Pulford is a deacon uh, and also a, a minister in training as part of CBC. Um, John, welcome to this Talk with TT. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, you've been oh, part of the church for for some time haven't you and uh, tell us about that and uh, your family okay so yeah we rebecca and i joined the church 26 years ago in the autumn of 1994 um just after we got married um we i had grown up at fordham church in the, in the Anglican background and rebecca was a non-conformist by upbringing and we just felt we wanted to go somewhere where we could raise a family, really. The Fordham Church at that time didn't have many young families there. And we were, so we were looking around and we were doing evening services at the time being newly married. And having visited one or two others, we walked into Eld Lane. We were met by Doris and Ralph Good on the door. And we've been there ever since. So yes, we were made very welcome. And yeah, it really is like an extra family. And we got involved with house groups and things and our two boys, Louis, who is 24 and Jack is 22, grew up in the church, had a big involvement with the music group, Jack on the drums, Louis on the trumpet and the bass. And they see the church as very much as their, their family and their church too. That's great. That's great. Thank you, John. Um, so we are both there and obviously Rebecca and I will come along. Excellent. And um, we are very Sorry, blessed. We're very blessed. Okay, we've got um, the, some questions, four questions for you. I'm going to start with my usual question. If you could invite four people to dinner, um, they may be alive or they may be deceased. Uh, who have you chosen and why? So please share with us your thoughts, John. Right, okay. I was having this conversation with Rebecca last night. And she said, well, who are you going to sit next to who if they're all there together? And then she said, and where are you going to sit, Terry, as well? So we, we've got, we, I think you might be part of the, the, the dinner party, Terry. So my first choice is actually the Queen. Great. Um, the Queen fascinates me. I think she's, her dedication to duty, her ability to keep her head when all around her seem to be losing theirs is incredible. That calm stability that she, she exudes. And her very simple faith in her Lord and Jesus and how she brings that to the fore seems to be every year in her Christmas message and more and more as she gets older and her reign goes on. Yes. I think she, her, she is a wonderful witness of a simple, practical Christian faith. Fantastic. Great selection. Number two would be Martin Luther King. Ah, cool. Um, mm. I think he, what a remarkable man, what tolerance, what patience uh, for demanding such change in such a peaceful way. And I remember last summer we were, when I was looking after some year sixes, when they came back after the first lockdown, we sort of studied Martin Luther King and his I Have a Dream speech. And they were just completely blown away by that message. The thought that little black boys and little black girls couldn't play with little white boys and little white girls, and they just could not get their head around that in 
in our lifetime, yours and my lifetime, Terry, that would have been the reality in the States. And they just thought, what an amazing, incredible yeah. man he was. And he gave his life for his cause and what might have been had he lived, really. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, an inspiration and a Baptist and an, an inspirational, inspirational man. Yeah. Wow. N number three is John the Apostle. Oh, very um, good. Again, I think through my studies, um, I have really grown to love John's gospel. I think it means such a lot to me. And I've been, re I've been dipping in and out of a book by Jean Vanier about John's gospel and how he teach, how he explains to us that it is the outs outcasts of society and draws that how Jesus drew the outcasts of society in to deliver his message. Mm. And I think we can all get a little bit precious maybe about who's doing what and that sort of thing. And it's very important to remember that the gospel and that message is for everyone. And yeah. I think John displays that. And also the I am statements as well, that G, that God and our journey with Christ can just gives us everything that we need for life. And that constant reminder that that is what it's all about. Fantastic. Cool. And the, the last one is a little bit totally different is my granddad Pulford, okay. who my father's father, who I never knew. Um, he was quite mature when he married. So he had his children late and my parents had me quite late. So our paths never crossed. He was born 10 years before I died. And I think he would provide some bridges of my knowledge in the family. Yes. My, my father was a very quiet man and didn't talk much about his upbringing and things like that. I think granddad was, he sort of grew up in that late Victorian era. And it would be very interesting to have those conversations with him in business at the start of the century. He, he was a lion walker. Um, his brother and sister were both old laners. Um, and it'd just be interesting to just go back in time, see what life, having a, a milling business at that time and ha, ha, what the sort of man he was and learn a few more about my Pulford roots, really. Yeah, lovely. Oh, that's really, that is a, a real eclectic mix um, of a royal... I think it might, be better to have, it might be better to have them all separately because I've got too much <laughs> to say and too much listening yeah. to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And for our listeners, John is an exceptionally good cook. So we're, we're, we're due to have a very good meal together. That's for sure. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, there's a real, I mean, John's gospel is, is a fantastic gospel, isn't it? In terms of it's the spirituality mm -hmm. of John of embracing and, and reflecting quite uniquely compared to the others on, on the personality of Jesus mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, thank you for that. That's really good. Okay, my second question, um, you know, 2020 has been a tumultuous year for us with COVID-19. Mm -hmm. um, for our listeners, John um, is an educator, he's a teacher, and um, Rebecca's um, uh, a, in, in senior management in nursing. Um, so you've been kind of very much at the coalface, both of you, during this pandemic. And I'm curious to know sort of what reflections you have of faith, hope and love as you look back. And, you know, currently we're in, you know, the, uh, an intense second wave. Mm -hmm. um, what, is, what, have, what have you learned about faith and hope and trusting God during this time? 
I think in the first lockdown, I think the thing that I learned was the constancy of God. Mm -hmm. I think the we had such beautiful weather. We were able to get outside. We had lovely walks and really uh, we learned to appreciate the faithfulness of God. Sort of the morning by morning, new mercies I see. It's very much a case of we notice the seasons. We notice that pattern yes. and, the one there and the, to appreciate the creator God. Um, it's been a real blessing. Also, in the fir first lockdown to now, my I've changed a little bit, I think, in I really missed fellowship in the first lockdown. Mm. I found that really difficult, not coming to not coming to church, not seeing my brothers and sisters at church on a Sunday and having that face-to-face -face relationship with people that I realised then that I really thrive on. I think this time my reading spiritual daily habits have changed. I think I'm giving myself a bit more quiet time in the morning. The morning's always a bit of a rush, but I just sort of stop for a few minutes in the morning and just still myself. Yeah. And then, and then have that time, that quiet time, sort of around this sort of time, usually at tea time when the house is quiet. And it, it, that, that is helping me more this time. We really struggled with the technology, as a lot of people did in the first lockdown mm. with church services and our Wi-Fi connection at home was really dodgy as well. So I think that was that led to a feeling of lowness at that time as well. Yeah. But we've got to grips with Zoom. Our house group, the fellowship of our house group has been absolutely amazing. The what We set up a WhatsApp group. We've carried on with the Bible studies. There's been some fun messages. We've been sharing photos of our walks and things like that and supporting each other through all the different things that everybody has been going through over these times. Yes. Um, and the other thing I think I became acutely aware of, because going into school, obviously it's a church school, but not all of my colleagues are Christian. And the need that everybody has for hope. Yes. Yeah. And that reassurance and I hope in some way I've sort of been able to give them that and sort of be there for them when they've needed mm. a shoulder to talk on I think and it's perhaps made me more overt with my colleagues about my faith and they are more aware of it now so maybe I'm maybe I'm more at ease sharing my faith with whoever rather than just people I'm comfortable with yeah that's lovely that um you've actually drawn from that inner well of um, strength of God's presence. And, yeah. and it's great yeah. uh, with the technology. I mean, your house group is, is I remember you sharing a photograph um, of your house group meeting um, sort of in and out. We met, we met in the barn. Yes, that's that's right. yes. 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 Socially or physically distanced. And, yeah. and yeah. actually I think I saw on one of your Facebook pages, a beautiful view of the Colne Valley um, uh, near sort of last spring right. I think it was yeah. it was lovely yeah we are very blessed to live where we do we have a lovely house a lovely garden and mm. we can walk in beautiful in a beautiful area so yeah. a, that is a real blessing and That's we need great. to be mindful that not everybody has that that opportunity yeah and hope is a beautiful thing we do need hope even in these days so so thank you for that
Okay, third question, uh, which may well relate to this, it may well not. Um, your favourite uh, Bible text and hymn or song, and uh, it might, I mean, I, these things evolve over time, but what currently, what piece of scripture is inspiring you at the moment? I think actually it's one that's, I constantly go back to rather than one that is inspiring at the time. It goes back to my dinner guest, actually. Um, it's from John's first letter, chapter four, um, verse seven. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And I think I was for a very good friend, I was asked to do that for a reading at a very dear friend's wedding a long time ago now. And I think that really hit me. And that is such a strong, powerful message of how we should be living our, our life. Yeah, yeah. And that, that leads into my favourite hymn, which again is a constant rather than the current. Okay. And that's brother, that's brother, sister, let me serve you. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. All about walking that journey with the people we are with, shining the Christ light, sharing the joys and the sorrows and just being there for the mm. people around us. Yeah. Wonderful. Cool. OK, and um, let's move on to fourth and final question in terms of, you know, you're a deacon at the church. Um, you're on the ministerial leadership team. What are your hopes and aspirations for Colchester Baptist Church over the next few years? I firmly believe that Colchester Baptist Church is placed in the town centre for a purpose. Um, I think Colchester <coughs> is a town that is struggling a little bit in comparison to other towns. Working in the school I work in, we see some quite extreme poverty, some very, some tricky, tricky domestic situations. And there is a real need for God's love to be shown in the town centre. I think it's wonderful that the food bank is coming in, is sort of being, is basing itself at the church in the town centre at the moment. But that involves people having to come in. I think that we need to be, the light needs to go out into the town rather than expecting the town to come into us. Oh. We are becoming a wonderfully diverse fellowship and who can reach out to all walks of life in the town and we have a lot of businesses around and we need to be maybe the church for those businesses perhaps during the week um so it, i think i'm a firm believer of, i firmly think we should become a seven day church for worship rather than just a sunday morning church there needs to be an opportunity for worship and teaching meditation quiet time throughout the week so that we are a place within the town that people feel that they can can come to yeah wonderful vision so yeah um and part of your ministerial preparation has been you were on a course that you attended part-time in cambridge um any of that any of the studies there leapt out at you particularly 
Um, analyzing the Bible has really, though, those those um, doing exegesis and looking at passages and pulling those apart and sort of seeing what, looking at things deeper, I think. It's not just a case of reading and glancing over them, but going deep into small passages. We've I've done a study on Lexio Divina as well, which I think can be a really powerful way of of looking at God's word over a longer period of time and picking on particular words and seeing what and that practical application. And also just the discussion with other people in the same position. It's been a real joy going with Carew as well. And we sort of pulled things apart on our journeys to and fro and discussed the learning, that sort of thing. So having that friend to go with and travel with has been a real blessing too. Yeah, excellent. Um, you mentioned Lexio Divina. Can you briefly summarise what is that? For those who don't know what it is. <laughs> it's an old monastic way of studying God's word. Obviously, the Latin name, so that would that would give us that clue. It's having a, a short passage and reflecting on four aspects. And for the life of me, I can't remember what all those four aspects are at the moment. But it's looking at the word, looking at the application, meditating on those words over several days yes. and just sort of yeah immersing yourself in that word rather than me reading a passage one day and moving on to, to another one the next day exactly yeah absolutely yeah. dwelling in yeah. that scripture dwelling let in it yeah. let it marinate us and yeah. finally um uh, your sense of call to ministry the church has uh sensed that call um mm. what kind of ministry do you think god's got for you i don't know terry <laughs> um i feel he has a role for me and there are lots of possibilities spinning around at the moment but i don't do i see myself with my own church at the moment no do i see myself giving up teaching in a school full-time or uh, completely no, I don't. But then God says things to you at certain times and you think, well, maybe that is what God is calling me to do. And it's a case of being open to God's prompting and what what he's expecting. Yeah. But I, I do. I still firmly have that conviction that there is a call there. Mm. So Wonderful. And we're excited to see that evolve and where God leads you. John, thank you so much. You've shared richly with us i'm going to so enjoy the dinner dates with the queen martin luther king <laughs> john the apostle and granddad paulford um you've talked to us about hope and about sharing that hope with others um the hallmark i love it uh, it's you know let us love because love is from god and that's both vertically and horizontally in our relationships um and uh, yeah, your passion for us at CBC to embrace the town centre in a seven day a week ministry of, and worship. And these are exciting thoughts. And uh, I just thank you for being with us and sharing that. And the Lord bless you and keeps you. Thank you, Terry.